Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Ridiculous Crime is a production of iHeartRadio. Hi, Zarin. Oh, what's up, Elizabeth Dutton? You know what's ridiculous? Oh, I do, actually. Okay, pickle laws. The what in the... Pickle, pickle, like a, you know, cucumber sure. with like an attitude. A pickle <laughs> is uh, illegal in Connecticut if it doesn't bounce. Do we want our pickles to bounce? Well, see, apparently there was a time when they were selling pickles that were unfit for human consumption. So they passed this law that to prove that a pickle was fit for human consumption, <laughs> it had to bounce if, if dropped from one foot above the ground. That's oh, their standard so it for consumable pickles. So explode and splat like mushy pickle. Yeah, I'm thinking exactly. It was okay. like, that is not a fresh pickle. So apparently, keep those pickles popping, and that's how you know it's fresh. That's ridiculous. Right? I like it. I'm going to go drop pickle. In Minnesota, there's a, you, there's a law against grease pigs. Hmm? <laughs> so in Minnesota, say you want to have like a an event in a bar or a saloon, you're like, hey, let's have all the guys come down for a grease pig event, right? And you get yourself a pig, you grease them up, and then like you let them loose in the bar and whoever can tackle them wins. If the cops catch you, you're going to the hoose cow. <laughs> also, no turkey scrambles. I, <laughs> so just keep that in mind oh when in Minnesota. This is why I don't leave the house. <laughs> I don't ever want to be invited to these things. You don't want to go to a grease pig event? No. Well, fine. I'll just take you off my e-vite. E take pictures and tell me all about it. That's ridiculous. Thank you. Um, you want to know what else is ridiculous? I always do. These stories and tips and just general awesomeness that we get from our listeners via Instagram, Twitter, email, and then whatever that talkback thing is mm -hmm, on the iHeart mm -hmm. app. Oh, I love our listeners. They have great, like, messages, emails, like, really smart folks. They're amazing, and I'm about to unleash some today. Oh, yeah. 
Elizabeth Dutton. And with me is Zaren Burnett. Yo, what's up? And this is Ridiculous Crime, a podcast, and it is about absurd and outrageous capers, heists, and cons. It's always 99% murder-free. And guess what? 100% ridiculous. That's what I like about it. Yeah. As everybody who's anybody knows, <laughs> we end all of our episodes, you know, not counting the silly credits, with a reminder that we can be reached via email or social media. Mm -hmm. And I've said before that when the show started, I didn't think anyone was going to contact us. You did. You literally said that. You're like, we'll never, we're going to have to write fake letters exactly. and pretend that's our listener mail. I thought I was going to have to make up all sorts of names. Boy, howdy, was I wrong. <laughs> oh, yeah. We get so many emails, like so many. I love it. So many. And tons of Instagram messages, lots of Twitter DMs. Mm -hmm. Uh, even a couple of the voicemail things. A couple messages in a bottle. Yeah, uh, plenty. Um, our huge team of interns tries really hard to answer everyone, but it's not always possible. They do do the, the good and loyal fight. Yeah, and when I say huge team of interns, I'm talking about Elliot, Mickey, Bear, and Penny. Big shout out to shout them. Shout out. Yeah. Uh, they work super hard. They're gaining valuable work experience. <laughs> In what they're doing, answering you bills. So um, they're not going to answer, though, if you're creepy. But I'll say that 99% of the messages that we receive are pretty cool. And 100% ridiculous. <laughs> I see what you did you there. You see that? Uh, so today I want to cover some of these messages. Now, the bulk of what we get are story suggestions. And these are some seriously fantastic story suggestions. Ooh, so looking forward to this. So we've already recorded a few of those. That's true. The most infamous being Succulent Chinese Meal Man, a.k.a. <laughs> Democracy Manifest. That was a listener suggestion. Uh, if you sent us a solid one and we told you it was going to go up on the big board, we mean it. Yep. It's on um, the big board. But you have to know that we have a really big backlog right now of show topics. And a very big board. And a huge board. So our cup of note cards runneth over. True. Um, we get a lot of informational emails. We get pictures of shaved cats from vets and grooming tips yeah. from professional <laughs> groomers. Um, photos of places that have been mentioned. Mm -hmm. A lot of like Soapy Smith photo mm -hmm. stuff. That was a cool one. Yeah, the, the pictures of the Crocs. Yeah, exactly. A lot of Croc mm -hmm. research, Crocs research for us. Um, Morty photo requests. Yeah, always uh, a hit. Recommendations for movies or TV shows or books that are either about what we've said or adjacent to mm -hmm. it. Um, like that British show, the... The oh, from Sweeney. the Hatton Gardens? Yeah, yeah the Sweeney. Sweeney. Yeah, the Sweeney. That has the great soundtrack. An amazing soundtrack. Um, we get theories about turkeys or Max Headroom <laughs> Hacker or Houdini. Um, we've got a really excellent Twitter follower, uh, Monster Put in Wallet, at DFOliver68, who... Shout out to Monster Put in a Wallet. Yeah. He's got a great thread going. He's made an art form of matching up which film director would best tell each episode as a movie. Yeah, I look forward to each one now. So good. <laughs> He's almost always spot on with it. Mm -hmm. I'm like, that's that's exactly the great call. Oh, totally. And um, speaking of which, there are really hilarious comments in both Instagram and Twitter, mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. the little conversations that go on. Um, we get suggestions that are completely fantastic, ridiculous crimes, but there's not enough ep uh, information on them to make a yeah, full episode. Yeah, sometimes that is an issue because we do want to give you a sense of the crime. Yeah, so we're kind of, you know, saving those up for something like this, what I'm doing today, and I have a couple of those mini crimes for you today. Um, we got a mini, mini crime <laughs> in an email from Ashlyn E., where she told us about a guy in Florida who tossed an alligator through a Wendy's drive-thru window. Wait, what? 
<laughs> this is so Florida. <laughs> it's so perfect. That sentence. I don't want to dig any deeper or sully it. Did the gator work there? A Florida Was it like late man. For work? He's like, yeah. all right, get in your, hurry, for your shift. Hurry, clock in. A Florida man tossed an alligator through a Wendy's drive-through window. Was it payment? He's like, all right, I'll take. The, the. It's whatever we want it to be. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Three um, burgers, sir. That'll cost you a small baby alligator. <laughs> Um, I have some really hilarious personal crime stories and confessions I'm going to read to you. Nice. And for my grand finale today, uh-huh. I have a very special email to read that kind of blew my mind. Oh, I yeah. like this. Okay. Let's get started. I have housekeeping first. Okay. I need out. to talk turkey. <laughs> Please. So many listeners have let us know that there's a turkey in a park in Washington, D.C. that's attacking people. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of theories. Is it Gerald? <laughs> Uh, So, um, this giant tom turkey has been roughing people up in the Anacostia Riverwalk Trail Mm -hmm. in D.C. since fall of 2021. Suspicious, because that's after Gerald went off the radar into Arinda, California. Now, there's this local musician there, Dede uh, Filarin. Mm Mm-hmm. And he was quoted in the news saying, this big, gigantic, wild turkey jumps up out of the bush and almost claws me in the face and knocked me off my bike. It literally chased me around for like five minutes. I was running around trying to get away from it and get back to my bike. It was just crazy. <laughs> Wait a minute. I'm so confused. One that the turkey started with the face because he mentions oh, that yeah. first, the claws near his face. Then says he's on a bike. So I'm like, wait a minute. You're a little bit higher than the average bear. Right. And he's like, yeah, then I got knocked off my bike and I had to run around like so I could get back to my bike. <laughs> well, he then took a viral, a video that eventually went viral where the turkey's attacking a lady on a bike. <laughs> he, took, he just but, sat there and waited for the turkey to attack someone else? Yeah, and now I'm not trying to say that they're soft out there, but they're soft out there. <laughs> this woman, <laughs> she has a mountain bike and she's not on it. She's just holding the handlebars and she's rolling the bike towards the turkey. Wait, what? I'm so confused. Why like, didn't she get on the bike and ride away? Yeah. And kick it while you're riding off. <laughs> So brutal. <laughs> You're all metal about it. You're like, yeah. In Oakland, we would kick a turkey. Kick well, yeah, you know what happens in Oakland? Gerald got brought down by a lady in disguise, got him by the throat. Oh, yeah. She grabbed that mud to scruff. Deported him to the next county. Yeah, faked out being that old Man, lady to get him on. in there. Come on, D.C. So you You're better than this. Bring, bring a little better game, D.C. Yeah. So, and here's the other thing with that Dede Falaran dude. Mm-hmm. He takes the video, but it does not seem like he's helping her. She's calling for help. And he knows what she's He's up against. Just still standing there <laughs> filming it. Um, so, yeah, DC, come on, you're better. And be there for each other. Come yeah. on. Yeah. Um, and so I'm of two minds. That's either Gerald, mm-hmm. and he took his show east. He hopped a boxcar, headed on out there. <laughs> or is he maybe he got a hold of a phone? He's making TikToks mm-hmm. just for the, like on Turkey TikTok. We don't have access to it. Turkey talk. Turkey talk, where they they teach each other things, and he's he's you know he's got a following. Maybe he's, the DC turkey that you know the Mad Tom. He saw the headlines Gerald was getting. He's like jealous. Bet I got you, mm-hmm. son. Watch this. Yeah. So we get a lot of messages about the DC turkey. <laughs> I just wanted to. I wanted to acknowledge that. Um, and some more housekeeping. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jimmy Lee four one seven asked us. So we were wondering if the guy in Skagway got his 92000 back after they killed Soapy Smith. Does anyone know for sure? Love the podcast. Keep it up. I left that in just because that's <laughs> indulgent. I like to hear that. Um, so Jimmy Lee 417 is referring to the episode we did about Soapy Smith, King of the Frontier Con Men. Oh, yeah. Uh, 
did we did a little more research and found out that Jay Stewart's money was actually recovered. Hmm. And it was found in a trunk behind Soapy's office, also known as Jeff Smith's parlor. Yeah, interesting. Almost all the money was there. Really? Yeah. Oh, nice surprising. little postscript. Yeah. Um, Carolyn F. on Instagram mm-hmm. is amazing. And she wrote, So, you guys mentioned the possibly inappropriately shaped candles in your episode today. Mm-hmm. And that would be the mime troupe. Oh, uh, yes. I was a youth leader at a church camp where the kids made candles to give away as gifts. I think to nursing homes, maybe. But they decided not to give them away because they turned out looking... Interesting. (laughs) It is a tubular problem. The photos she included are hilarious, and I will not be posting them on Instagram. (laughs) They're that suggestive? use your filthy imagination. (laughs) It's just like pretty much a hand molded. Completely. It's so gnarly. And so (laughs) So I can understand. So they're not beeswax candles? (laughs) No, I can understand why they're not handing them out to the the old folks. Maybe they should have handed them out to the old folks. (laughs) The old folks have seen a lot in their lives. And they may need a little, you know? I have two quick notes from some younger readers, listeners. Mm -hmm. They read, but they're listening to us. Gregory J., he wanted us to know that he and his little brother had a great-great-grandma who made bathtub gin in her house during Prohibition and never got caught. And he <laughs> wants a shout-out, and here it is. Busting out grandma. <laughs> He's selling out grandma. Good job. And then Nico C. in Qatar. Is it Qatar or Qatar? Qatar is the last one I heard that I thought yeah. was appropriate or correct. Uh, he told us about a guy who tried to buy $476 worth of stuff at a Walmart in North Carolina mm-hmm. using a million-dollar bill from a Monopoly game. <laughs> Did it work? <laughs> sure. I don't know. No, it didn't. That's why we're here about it. <laughs> Truly ridiculous. All right. So now let's do a mini crime. Yes. We've received countless emails and messages about this guy, and now I have to tell his story. Zarin. I want you to picture it. Should I close my eyes? Yes, please. My eyes are closed. August 2007. Ashland, Kentucky. It's a sultry evening. The bugs are buzzing, the frogs croaking, and the whole whatnots. (laughs) A man named Casey Casey, not to be confused with Casey Kasem, enters the Shamrock Liquors on 13th Street in Ashland. Did you know that that liquor store has a drive-thru? No, but in the South, they have a lot of these drive-thru yeah. liquor stores and, and the daiquiri shacks in New Orleans. Right. The South so. is just wild, but then you can't drink on Sunday. So yeah, it's like, so which way do you it want it? It all balances out. You go a little heavy during the week and then you like that. <laughs> so Casey, he walks in through the front door, doesn't hit the drive-thru. What makes him a little different from the other customers is that his face was covered in duct tape. You know, as one does. Yeah. Was it the summer? He's just trying to keep his look together? Folks... This is the duct tape bandit I'm talking about. <laughs> duct tape bandit. Duct tape bandit. So Casey wrapped his face in duct tape like a little DIY mummy, mm-hmm. and he didn't want to be identified. That was his whole thing. You know, <laughs> ski masks exist. Um, duct tape works for pretty much anything. So, But I'm curious, did he tape it like sticky side to his face, or did he make a mask and slide it over? It was st- He wrapped it around sticky side oh, to his God. face. He left like a little hole for his and, mouth and a hole for his eyes, but one of his eyes kind of got caught up in the game. So he just kept going with so it? He just like kept wrapping and wrapping and wrapping. <laughs> and it looked like it caught his hair, too. Um, My friend used to make, or he I probably still does, he'd make duct tape wallets, like wallets oh, out of duct yeah. tape. So that's why I was kind of picturing 
version. I'm like, you could make, seen, uh, imagine a pretty sturdy helmet. Wasn't there like a like a teen couple that made their prom outfits out of duct tape? Like she made a dress. I'm just going to say yes because it sure, sounds fun. doesn't it? Um, so he leaves his mouth uncovered so that he can talk out of it. Uh-huh. And uh, he says to the cashier that he has a weapon. <laughs> Now, I've seen it reported as both a gun and a knife, but whatever. He says he's going to use it mm-hmm. if he doesn't get all the money in the register. So the cashier, she hands the money over, which is two rolls of change totaling $15. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and he didn't... Well, Could you imagine the, his face not moving because it's all duct taped, but it's just his one eye looking down, looking back up, tear. looking down, yeah. <laughs> so he didn't count on another duct tape aficionado being on the scene. Wait, What? That's the store manager, Bill Steele. He kept a wooden club wrapped in duct tape with him at the store. What is going on with duct tape in this town? Well, it's like my truncheon. It's not covered in duct tape, but it's it's a talking stick. Those things mean business, right? So he chases duct tape bandit Casey off, and then another store employee named Craig Miller, he tackles the duct tape bandit out in the parking lot. You gotta get that $15 back. (laughs) Someone's gotta do laundry, and then holds him in a chokehold until the cops show up. And I guess the bandit also, this is my favorite, he had a t-shirt pulled up around his head during the stick-up, and Miller said that he looked like Cornholio from Beavis and Butthead. Oh, man. It's <laughs> just such a mess. I've seen pictures of his arrest, and the guys tuned him up. Yeah. He's bloody. Oh, man. Um, he had a busted lip, but they said that he was sweating so badly that the duct tape just, like, easily slipped off his face. Well, I'm never going to steal $15 in Ashland. It's not worth it. So, it's that's ridiculous, but then he had to go sprinkle some little ridiculous dust on top of that. <laughs> yeah. um, he has no, he has, has a serious lack of judgment, mm-hmm. as we can tell. Loves bad choices. Did he try to rob the cop who arrested him? No, he gave a jailhouse interview. Oh, no. Right? <laughs> If you do that, it means you either have no attorney or a really crappy one. Or you are your own attorney. Right. <laughs> which is what <laughs> you said the second one. Yeah. <laughs> Never give a jailhouse interview. Um, his rant went viral, I guess. People made rap remixes. <laughs> the kids did. He said, look at me. Do I look like a duct tape bandit, baby? I'm not no duct tape bandit. Oh, I can already hear the bars. I know. I mean, it's amazing. There. I'll post the video on Instagram. <laughs> amazing so he pleads guilty he was on parole then for a 2001 robbery charge when he pulled this of course he had warrants um so he had to do that time too and then he gets out commits more robberies he's still locked up right now if you look him up he is it comes up on the like kentucky you know department of corrections mm -hmm. thing yeah so his expected release date is 2028 and he's up for parole in 2025 fingers crossed fingers crossed um, so that should settle the dozens and dozens of duct tape <laughs> bandit episode requests. There he is. Fully ridiculous. He doesn't earn his place in the pantheon of full episode, but there he is. Um, so let's really dig in here and enjoy some ads. You ready? Ooh. And when we come back, I'm going to share stuff that is right from the listeners. Cool. Let me uh, cool down my ears and get ready. rant for a sec please pay apps are way too public what happened some rando hearted a payment from five months ago and i realized people can see my entire history who i'm paying like full names it's super weird yeah it's weird how are you paying your friends then apple cash it's all in messages you can literally send cash like a text and it stays between friends random people can't see it 
Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. As you know, the world can be a dangerous and unpredictable place. With every crime I've studied, I've learned one thing. Your best line of defense is your vigilance and preparation. You don't want to worry. You just want peace of mind. That's why I recommend Simply Safe Home Security. For every ridiculous robbery and theft we talk about, it's pretty obvious the crimes could be avoided with a solid security system. A good home security system keeps people prepared and aware. Simply Safe is that system. It was named Best Home Security Systems 2024 by U.S. News and World Report. And it doesn't just protect your home from crime, it also alerts you to fire, floods, and other emergencies. They offer sensors and cameras backed by 24-7 professional monitoring for less than a dollar a day. There are no contracts, and there's a 60-day money-back guarantee. Get 20% off any new Simply Safe system when you sign up for Fast Protect Monitoring. Just visit simplysafe.com slash ridiculouscrime. That's simplysafe.com slash ridiculouscrime. There's no safe like Simply Safe. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. All right, Zarin. We have a giant stack of mini crimes. Yeah, can you move it off my foot? <laughs> I'm going to have to get to those in in later episodes because there are so many of them. But what I want to do now is read you some of the hysterical stories that we got from listeners. Yes. Their own stories. These people know how to weave tales. Ooh. I am going to start with Tiffany E. I'm, I'm giving everyone just their last initials so that we're not. I'm just going to pretend she's Sheila E.'s sister. She is. <laughs> it's, this is music related. That makes sense. <laughs> So Tiffany E., she emailed us this gem. That's quite a tongue twister. <clears throat> it was. And so I'll just read what she said. <laughs> Here we go. All right. So the year was 2008. I was an operations manager at a guitar center. I was 24, and somehow I was in charge of the whole back-end operation of a massive store and warehouse. Makes sense. <laughs> I was sitting at home on my precious day off, and my phone rang. My guitar department head had a story to tell, and it was a wild one. Our guitar wall was set up kind of in order of most expensive guitars all being near the front registers, with some even being behind the register with the values lowering as you went down the wall towards the back of the store where the people were less visible. I got you. The store was busy, and the employees were all helping customers. So this is like the picture it part. Mm -hmm. Yeah, totally. I'm into it. <laughs> One of the employees noticed a woman who was holding two guitars. 
She had one in each hand and was walking towards the back. She'd taken the guitars from the front of the store, so they were both really expensive ones. He approached her and asked if she needed some help. She told him she was looking for a guitar for her boyfriend. She asked a question about the guitars, and he said, you know, I'm not sure, but let me check that for you. He took the most expensive of the two from her and walked back to the front with it, thinking she would follow. That's smart. That is smart. That is a smooth move. Smooth salesman. She stayed where she was, and once he was about halfway back to the front, she turned and bolted for the emergency exit at the back of the shop. <laughs> with the cheaper guitar. With the cheaper. Okay. But still, it's an expensive yeah, one. Yeah, her boyfriend's going to get one. So, yeah, you know. well, hey, listen, he can only play one at a time. <laughs> At this point, the alarm started blaring, and I can only assume she felt some panic when she first opened that door because it opens to what looks like just a wall. Then you turned, and there's a hallway that bends a few times before you make it outside. My employee took chase and reached the back door just in time to see a car speeding off. He tried to follow to get a plate number, but they rounded the corner before he could get a good look. I drove over to the store, and we filed a police report. Now, are we guessing that the boyfriend was the getaway driver? Oh, he had to be. So he sends her in to this steal coward. him guitars. <laughs> I mean, maybe if he, he wants figures, a guitar, she should be the getaway driver. Maybe he thought that she would be less conspicuous, that, like, she looks... Mm, I'm not buying that. He's lazy. Yeah, I'm thinking, you know, like, look, man, you, you got a good chance of being able to fight your way out, too. You know so. this guy's been going into the shop for a couple weeks, like, noodling Eyeballing, on these. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they, they, they've clocked him. Um, she should, yeah, he's a, he's a coward. (laughs) (laughs) I commended him for getting one guitar away from her, but we were definitely bummed she took off with the other one. It was a Gibson Les Paul and it cost about $2,500. Nice, good guitar. Nice. Those are heavy too. Oh, yeah. We were pretty sure we'd never see it again. And I was really bummed because each store had a cap on what was a quote, reasonable amount of theft that was basically allowed to occur from a store per year before the management's bonus started to disappear for the year. That basically busted the cap and meant I was going to lose my bonus. We spent the week calling pawn shops and losing hope. Oof. That sucks. I've had to call around looking for guitars at Mm -hmm. pawn shops. Good luck. Right? A few weeks later during our morning meeting, one of my guitar guys got a call from his brother. He said, I think I found y'all's guitar on Craigslist. Ooh, that's a good place to look. That's super smart. We all piled into my office and crowded around the computer screen and looked at the ad. I can see <laughs> totally. this. this Faces so all good. lit by the screen. <laughs> there it was. It was almost certainly our guitar. It even still had all the tags still hanging on it. <laughs> Guitars never leave the store with all that stuff hanging on them. We needed a plan. My guitar floor manager, Johnny, hadn't been working the day of the theft either. So we started working on our mastermind plan. He called the number on the ad and a man answered. He told him, man, I just got my tax return and that guitar is so sick. I like need it. Is it still available? The guy says it is. Johnny asks if it has a case. The man says it doesn't, but he can throw in a gig bag with it. (laughs) Super red flag. A brand new guitar like this will always have a hard shell case. This nice guy, though, he's going to do us a solid and give us a cheap $10 soft guitar bag so Johnny can put the $2,600 guitar in something. The guitar was listed on Craigslist for $2,500. Johnny asked if he could give him $2,300. He said he only had $2,300 cash and he could meet up like right now if the guy was free. He just kept saying, man, I really need this guitar. (laughs) Just so smart. Come on, Johnny. So the guy agreed and said they could meet at this Shell gas station in about an hour. This was happening. All systems are go. 
we decided it might be smart to call the cops because we weren't totally sure what our plan was from there. (laughs) Which is amazing. (laughs) Smart. That's smart. The cops were surprisingly cool with this plan and said they'd meet them at the gas station. So the cops are like, go do the go do the undercover work for us. Thanks, guys. Um, They said they'd park across the street kind of out of view. Now we had a whole sting going. Tensions were high. Everyone was on edge. We sent Johnny out to do the deed. Do that deed, Johnny. I I wish I worked at this store. It sounds (laughs) awesome. They do sound like a fun crew. Johnny gets there and is waiting outside of his car when the guy comes walking down the street with this gig bag. He's like, oh, wow, hi, I'm the one who called you. I'm so excited to see the guitar. The guy seems excited, too. He opens the bag and looks at the guitar. He checks it out a bit, looks at the serial number, and it's our missing guitar. He says, yeah, man, this is exactly what I was looking for. He noodles around on it a little bit like he's testing it out. (laughs) And then he waves to the cops across the street. They turn their lights on and cruise on over. Oh, man. It's just so good. The guy at this point is very confused. The cops check the serial number with Johnny against the police report and see it matches. They arrest the guy, and they even let Johnny take the guitar back to the shop. I guess the guy decided not to run because they had his phone number, so it's like, what's the point? Yeah, he's stuck. He rolls up with the guitar in hand like a hero. We all rejoice and cheer while he tells us what happened. Then his phone is ringing. It's the number he called for the ad. Oh, a woman is on the other end. <laughs> hey, you were supposed to meet my boyfriend about a guitar earlier? Yeah, I just met up with him. Oh, he hasn't come back yet. It's so weird. Did he end up getting like a did you end up getting the guitar? Yeah, sure, I did. I love it. <laughs> oh, okay, well, I guess he'll be back soon. And she hung up. Oh, he could have told her where to pick her up, pick him up. <laughs> we'll be all... getting out of booking in about 12 hours. <laughs> we were all riding the high for the rest of the day. She called him back about an hour later, cussing and swearing and threatening him. He hung up and blocked the number. Oh, man, you got to keep that number live. <laughs> Eventually, Johnny did have to actually go give some kind of testimony slash statement in the case. Oh, wow. The whole thing was pretty surreal, but I'll never forget the time we conned a thief into just handing back our stolen property. Yeah, it was over 800. That's the grand theft. Yeah. He's facing a felony on that. Isn't that a great story? That is good. I love it. I, I love that they did their own sting. <laughs> they arranged it all. <laughs> they set it all up. Johnny, you weren't here yesterday. Okay, you'll be our point man. <laughs> um, we also, we got a line on some ridiculous content from a guy named Justin. Justin? Yeah, he, he emailed us. He said, a couple of years ago, some friends and I were backpacking in Glacier National Park. While in town to get supplies, we stumbled upon the most absurd police blotter ever in the local newspaper. Mm-hmm. We determined it was impossible to read without laughing. And then he gives us a link to the Flathead Beacon. Oh, that's the newspaper. The newspaper. Okay. He said the older ones are better than the more recent ones, but they are all great. I have greatly enjoyed the podcast. Hmm. Me too. Me too, Justin. All right. So let me give you a sample of what was going on in, Jan- in January 2008. I went back to yeah, early. 6.30 a.m., the animal warden picked up three black lab puppies on the side of Pleasant Valley Road and took them to the shelter. All right, starts off the day. 9.07 a.m., a resident on Haywire Gulch called to report dogs at large. Wait, same dog? Seeing a theme. 9.56 a.m., another Haywire Gulch resident called in to complain about an unknown number of dogs running loose and barking. (laughs) This is like leading up to when the dogs took over the town. I don't know if you heard about that. 11 a.m., Someone on Pleasant View Drive reported that a thief had stolen their ice fishing auger and pole. 
Oh, we're getting into some real crime now. Yeah. 11, 12 a.m., someone came into the sheriff's department lobby to report they had recently purchased something on eBay but have yet to receive it. It was an auger in a pole. <laughs> I know that, like, if I don't get a package, I go straight to the fuzz. Um, 11, 18 a.m., a black lab on Scarborough Avenue is continuously barking. And selling an auger in pole. <laughs> 12.01 p.m., two pairs of skis were stolen at Big Mountain. Uh-oh. Yeah. Someone needs to get to the lake to go ice fishing. <laughs> it's the getaway. 2.26 p.m., a bull terrier on Went Way charged a man. The animal warden couldn't find it. These dogs, wow. They're running, running the town. And then 7.49 p.m., this is our last call of the day, mm-hmm. a lady called in because her boyfriend, whom she had been arguing with. Wait, let me guess. He is a dog. <laughs> Was a black Labrador. She discovered it. On a pair of skis <laughs> with an ice fishing auger. And he had taken her delivery package. <laughs> what do you think was in the eBay package? Um, really quickly before I finish all this. A very large mag flashlight to go dog looking at night. <laughs> Just, I, I see one right there. It was dog one spotting. Those, one of those electric fence kits. <laughs> So 9.49 p.m., a lady called in because her boyfriend, whom she'd been arguing with, threw a lit cigarette on the bed. Now, that's not her her problem. Mm -hmm. Potentially voiding her mattress warranty. She was not pleased. You've got to be kidding me. It's not like, oh, this guy flicked a lit cigarette at me. I deserve better than this. He could could void my Casper mattress. (laughs) What did you want the cops to do? I don't know. Track down the... What if it's the same lady with the eBay? Yeah, exactly. It may be. Or her sister. Population four in this town. (laughs) The cops show up to check the mattress tags. Uh Uh-oh. We got real problems there. (laughs) Oh, so um, we've got we got some good stories going on here. Um, I have more. Lay it on me. Let's pause, though. Collect ourselves. Um, I've got two more for when we come back. Okay, cool. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. 
I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series, Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpert. It's just a shame, you know, that they took him from us. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, knocking on doors, uncovering new evidence, including the DNA of a potential killer. Uh, my name is Danny Smith. I'm a detective uh, with the Miramar Police Department. This is Scott Weinberger. We're actually reopening an old case, and your name came up. Untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one murder, but almost a dozen. I thought they were going to kill me, so I kept my mouth shut, and I didn't say anything. All these years, I didn't say anything. Listen to Cold-Blooded, The Apollo Jim Murders, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. All right. So, Zarin, we've Yo. heard about Gerald number two. Mm-hmm. We've heard about the duct tape bandit, mm-hmm. guitar store hijinks, yeah. weird police blotter. Yep. Now for our final two of the episode. Hit me with them. Okay. We got an email from Greg. Mm-hmm. Now, Greg is a really good writer, and he tells a mean story. Here's what he had to say. Love the show. From cruising Fieri's Lambo to a succulent Chinese meal to eating late cow bacon in the garage with stolen retired Disney animatronics sharing the couch. I've been with y'all from the outset. Nice. This guy's laying it down. <laughs> like he's, he's giving his bona fides here. Every time y'all get to the end of the show and mention keying you in on ridiculous crimes to share with the world, I spend the next hour racking my brain. There's got to be something I've seen, heard, gotten away with that's worthy of a hat tip. And every time I come up empty. There's always tomorrow. We do. We get it. We get emails like this a lot of people, just short ones that are like, hey, I wish I'd done some crimes. I'm going to keep looking. I don't have anything. It's like a little status update. And I enjoy that. (laughs) That is true. That is kind of cool. (laughs) So he continues. I do, however, have a couple other stories that come to mind off the same prompt each week. Short and sweet, they're nothing to research and not near long enough to hold an entire show, but they'd be great fodder for a mixtape. Remember mixtapes before they called them playlists and you could hear the first, last few seconds of the DJ's intro? That's my (laughs) era, friends. (laughs) I love mixtapes. I'm not even sure the second one would be considered a crime, but it definitely brushes with crime. I love this guy. I love the crime adjacency. So the first one he titles, The Predicament Perpetuated on a Proprietor by a Perpetrator. (laughs) (laughs) I had a great uncle, great in a couple senses. This was my grandfather's brother, who spent one of his nine-plus lives as owner of a local bar here in the area. Some sucker, clearly uneducated on who owned the establishment or on said proprietor's reputation, came in one day, stuck a knife across the counter, and proceeded to demand, quote, everything in the register. This prompted a swift, thorough, and necessary education about whom it was he was attempting to larcenize. (laughs) This is so good. I love larcenize. Right. (laughs) So, Uncle, you gotta come with more than that. Joe obliged. (laughs) Grabbed the, quote, gentleman by the arm, at the end of which bore the hand which held the knife, used this grip to pull himself over the counter, landing on slash tackling said perpetrator. Relieved him of his knife, Uncle, back the up, Joe, proceeded to beat the living hell out of this man. 
<laughs> Greg has got away with words. Greg is painting. Greg's doing a, a killer picture of this right yes. now. In keeping with the limited details provided thus far, I will suffice the ending to its final outcome four blocks down the street. Police, having been directed from patrons at the bar where the onslaught ensued, arrived to find Uncle Pull That <laughs> Again, I Dare You, Joe, setting on a fire hydrant, calmly burning off a Marlboro with a man at his feet in the fetal position, bound by his own belt. Oh, wow. He hogtied the dude? He hogtied this man <laughs> and left him four blocks down then, from the bar. And then took a smoke break. Yeah. He says, hey, listen. Smoke him if you got him, guys. Setting on a fire hydrant. Afternoon, Joe. Exciting day. Hey, Ben, why don't you all stop in for a pint? There's a great deal of detail left out I would be happy to fill in if you'd like the Ken Burns edition, though still a short story. But you get the point. It's good stuff. It is good stuff. That is incredible. Uh, I want to know where the bar is and if we can go. Very, yeah. A very special field trip. Okay, his <laughs> next one is America's Most, What Do You Weigh Anyway? Oh. Yeah. While vacationing at a campground in Pensacola Beach, Florida, we returned from whatever excursion the day held to find three to four sheriff's deputies with cruisers parked at and around our camper lights blazing. My dad, never afraid of confrontation, bellies out of the trusty family minivan directly <laughs> to the door of the camper, keys at the ready. Then almost as an afterthought, turns to an officer and says, is there something we can help you with? This is a family of cool customers. So seriously. <laughs> Ice so cold good. in the blood. Ice cold. Officers by this time had converged on the van, mostly passenger side, where my sister, brother, my mother, and myself sat frozen, despite the 95-degree heat and our being enclosed in a parked car. <laughs> so the dad just leaves them all in the car and the cops are surrounding him. Officer replies, sir, we are here to take your wife into custody. Oh, nice. Yeah, Greg's mom's going down. Dad, straining to look back to his beloved bride. How'd you manage to get their attention? You've been with us all day. Total clown. <laughs> I love this. Mom, unamused. Again, several details, 86 for brevity, he says. Officer two, power stance, one hand on his still holstered sidearm. Ma'am, please step out of the vehicle. Oh, getting intense. Yeah. Dad, you guys are serious? Sure, Dad. This is just fun they have with tourists. Back to Mom. Now standing near the van with her attending officer frantic on a radio in the closest cruiser. Dad says, I told you that gift shop had surveillance. <laughs> I can see where Greg gets it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Classy, Dad. I don't think they're here for jokes. Officer 2 to fellow officer. Um, sir, I think we're interrupting these people's day. Let's be on our way. She doesn't match the description. Dad. What description is that? What exactly are you guys here for? Officer proceeds to explain. Last night on America's Most Wanted, they did an expose on a woman headed south along the eastern seaboard fleeing authorities. Someone from here in the campground called into the tip line stating that she was spotted here on site. I'm afraid they were mistaken, though. Your wife is clearly no match for the description we were given. What is the description? That's exactly what his dad said. <laughs> What's the description? <laughs> Officer. This woman is said to be, and Greg inserts, I am not making this up, between 350 to 400 pounds and stands five foot two inches tall with brown hair. Okay. Yeah. Dad, looking back at my mom at five foot six inches with brown hair, probably be weighing in at 102 at the heart of the Christmas season. 
<laughs> Hi. <laughs> Such a good description. So that's kind of a mismatch. I'm hearing it. <laughs> he said, so the dad says, ha, huh, yeah, I could almost see that, but my wife's going to have at least an inch or two on her. <laughs> Smooth, dad, dripping with class. <laughs> Long story short, the big old suspect they were looking for on suspicion of multiple murders oh, so. was at the site directly next to us. <laughs> so she was there, though. She was there. <laughs> we actually freaking laid eyes on the woman. Dad was right. Do you think the tipster just got the lot number wrong? She's like, yeah, they're in lot they're over- seven. <laughs> over yonder. So he says, dad was right. I think mom is a bit taller. These two. <laughs> poor mom. Point being, these are just a couple of laughs for the campfire. I could just imagine y'all's listener base can probably come through with a solid batch of content. Thought it might be fun if y'all had a listener stories episode now and then. Thanks for taking a minute and thanks for the show. I'm going to keep poking around these Ozarks. There's a lot of crazy happenings around here from the hillbillies in the holler clear up to one John Gotti stint at the Fed Med prison in Springfield. We'll dig something up. Greg. Stay on the beat, Greg. Thank Greg you for the is letter. the one who he cemented our need for listener stories with that one. Okay, well then a double thank you, Greg. <laughs> so Greg, Greg, t- you know, weaves a, a lovely tale. This is sort of, I, I see it this way, like when we get these stories, this is like our virtual barroom chatter. So like if we were just all hanging out with listeners mm-hmm. somewhere and, you know, telling tales, they get to tell them and then we can share them with everyone else. Um, I like that. There are a lot of really cool emails in which people tell us their stories. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to figure out how we can share some of those in a way that does a lot of them proper service. What do you mean? Well, you know, there's some really insightful and funny and fascinating ones, but they're they're sort of intricate and long. And oh, yeah. I've I got to figure out how we can present these to people that is, you know— in a way, too, that that does enough justice to the mm-hmm. to the story itself. Um, so, if you've sent us some of those, you know, extendo stories, like please know we're working on that. Um, but to close us out today, you have one more. I have one more, and I want to provide an incredible end to this episode and to a previous one. Oh, and I you give, got a double double. Uh huh. I give you Charlotte C. She writes, "Hey Elizabeth Dutton. Hey Zaren Burnett. Hey Charlotte C." Do you know what's ridiculous? After listening to your podcast on Sir Francis Drake, I have found a framed replica of the fake Californian brass Drake's plate in the UK. Yes. Break this down for a second. So. (laughs) (laughs) A framed replica Mm -hmm. of the hoax plate. Yeah. So she found a copy of the hoax, but in the original, like in England, where it's like, oh, look at Sir Francis Drake and what he has done going around the world. first, Yes. So she continues, I work in the Royal Navy, who are unsurprisingly big fans of old Drake, so much so that the naval base where I work is called HMS Drake. In the officer's mess of HMS Drake where I live, I noticed the frame plate on the wall and recognized it from your podcast, Pictures Attached. Those are going up. (laughs) There's also a framed bit of history outlining the journey of the Golden Hind and Drake's plate. Hmm. It says the Drake Navigators Guild of Point Reyes, California, presented the replica fake plate <laughs> now hanging on the wall to the mess in 1954. Ah. I'm pretty sure it hasn't moved since then, and no one has any idea that the real thing the replica is made from is actually a hoax. I love this. I mean, this, yeah, it's decades before they would have been had that truth be revealed, so they, probably just no one went back and said, you know what we need to do is update this wall. Hey, uh, can I get that back? I need yeah. to polish it. 
She says, I'm not going to tell them. (laughs) I love this. Love how far the hoax has gone and for how long. Ridiculous. Straight up. Loving your work, Charlotte from the UK. Thank you, Charlotte. I cannot believe this. So the Clampers, who reached out to us, by the way. Yeah, they were super cool. They're fascinating, super nice. They do a lot of really good work. Like, no, oh, yeah. uh, Remember we were saying that with the charity box, works. but then they, we learned about the charity work they do. Yeah, and they kind of just, if they see someone who needs, it doesn't have to be outward, like organized charity mm-hmm. work. If someone needs something, they, they just, just... try to do good in the community. Yeah, 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 it's interesting. So shout out to the Clampers on that. Big shout out. Um, so the Clampers made the fake plate because mm-hmm. they're silly geese. Yeah. And the Drake Navigators Guild, which still exists, by the way. Really? Yeah. They facilitate lots of really interesting um, historical lectures and stuff like that. Oh, okay. Up in the Point Reyes area. hmm So the Drake Navigators Guild, they made a replica mm-hmm. of the hoax, passed it off to none other than the Royal Navy. <laughs> That's amazing. This is like hoax on hoax on. This is hoax inception. <laughs> and it's hanging there today. Um, I don't. I'm not going to tell the the Navigator Guild. No, but she's should, not telling the Navy. No, we should go there and take a picture with it, though. I think so. Well, she yeah, and she's got pictures. They're amazing. Um, listeners, this is our ridiculous secret now. Shh, don't break the Mm-mm. secret. Saren, what's your ridiculous takeaway today? My ridiculous takeaway is duct tape, not the um, all-around tool I once thought it was. Apparently can't use it to rob banks, so I've got that one clear, sorted out. Um, My other ridiculous takeaway is our fans and listeners are double, 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 triple, double dope. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm really into their stories, so (laughs) that was, like, ridiculous to find out that they are great storytellers and are, you know, now I'm sitting there hoping I'm telling them stories that they're enjoying because right. they're damn good storytellers. <laughs> so good. I've said it before. I'm really overwhelmed at how wonderful our mm-hmm. listeners are. We get really intelligent, funny, insightful messages all day, all day long. Um, some are just really lovely notes to tell us how much they like the show or um, how we make their work days easier, which I really enjoy seeing. That's a major compliment if we can make someone's work easier. The notes really mean a lot to us, I'd say. Um, and one of the things that kind of strikes me is that no one's mean to us. Yeah, that is true. That's Except totally for like, true. you know, occasionally in the Apple podcast reviews. But <laughs> aside from that. Well, ignore that. That's, just, you know, <laughs> the, the, that's the, anonymous meanness. <laughs> exactly. The people who contact us, they can't, they get what we're trying to do here. Like, we want to have a good time. We want to learn something. Stay curious. Consider history and motivations. Be absurd. Mm-hmm. That's my main objective. Consider human fallibility. Yeah. And be compassionate. Crack each other up. And kind of revel in the ridiculous nature of crime and the world in general. Mm-hmm. Um, here's the thing. We're not cracking cases, analyzing details to, like, assemble a dossier on a no. criminal case file. <laughs> no. The world's ridiculous. Um, if we can take a break and talk about, like, the good ridiculousness, like we do, as opposed to, yeah, the horrific, sad, tragic ridiculousness that kind of overwhelms us sometimes. shouting at the TV, this is ridiculous! (laughs) Exactly, we don't want that kind of ridiculous. But you know what, if we can do that, I think we're going to be okay. And that's my takeaway from all this, that based on the enormous volume of incredible people who get in touch with us, we're going to be okay. Oh, I like that. Yeah. That's it for today. Um... As always, you can find us online at Ridiculous Crime on both Twitter and Instagram. Hey, got a tip for us about Ridiculous (laughs) Crime that's not the DC turkey or the duct tape bandit? Um, If you want to hear about it, send us an email, ridiculouscrime at gmail.com. And other than that, just tune in next time. 
Ridiculous Crime is hosted by Elizabeth Dutton and Zaren Burnett. Produced and edited by professional DM slider Dave Kustin. Research is by Marissa, per my last email, Brown. The theme song is by Thomas Vanish Mode Lee and Instagram influencer Travis Dutton. Executive producers are experimental TikTok sensations Ben Bolin and Noel Brown. Ridiculous Crime is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house. And I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. I'm Scott Weinberger, journalist and former deputy sheriff. In my new podcast series called Blooded, I'm embedded in the cold case investigation into the death of firefighter Billy Halpern. Experience this investigation in a truly unique way, untangling secrets that may reveal the answers to not only one case, but almost a dozen. Listen to Cold Blooded, the Apollo Jim Murders on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.